What a day, a magical day. Are you kidding me? The rain has stopped and the beauty has commenced. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Uh, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now. One thing we're going to do today, which is kind of an academic exercise, and what are you going to do? It is comparing position by position, not all 22 or 24 positions, the Indianapolis Colts of 2006 that won a Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts of 2022. We keep talking about the Colts, and by we I mean me, as though it is a fait accompli they're going to win the AFC South uh, over the Titans, the Jaguars, the Texans. Okay, that seems reasonable. But how far away are they from winning a championship? We're going to talk about that. The Pacers, are they on the precipice of making a move for DeAndre Ayton? We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about the Pacers Summer League, which begins tonight. And something about the Summer League that prompted a conversation on ESPN that I thought was instructive and important and part of the process of rebuilding the Pacers as Kevin Pritchard vets potential draftees and potential free agents. I think it's an important conversation. All right. Like I said, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now. I'm Ken Sterling. Let's go. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is wonderful at what he does. He's worked on our house three times. We've had plumbing issues, and he has solved the problem every single time in a way that they haven't had to be worked on again. No repeat visits. He replaced a hot water heater, replaced a garbage disposal, I know it's sad that I didn't do it myself. I get it. And we had a toilet malfunction. Not the kind of toilet malfunction you think we had. It had nothing to do with clogs. It was just a toilet malfunction. Toilet was replaced. Jared did a wonderful job. He's great. 765-610-8809. The number. Let's talk about sports. Hey, smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 278 likes. For this afternoon's video it's going to be up all weekend long let's go if you want to donate we love that when you do and if you donate with a question we will answer the question immediately let's talk about a comparison between the 2006 colts and the 2022 colts and i get it look what we're going to find i'll, I'll spoiler alert the 2000, 2006 colts are better position by position than are the 2022 Colts, but maybe it's not quite as, as you know, giant a chasm between those two squads as you might have thought. Uh, Peyton Manning versus Matt Ryan. I'm sorry, but even Matt Ryan would tell you that Peyton Manning is a superior quarterback, certainly was in 2006. He was at the peak of his powers. That, that time period between 2004 and 2009 he was the best quarterback in the history of the game. Nobody even close. Matt Ryan, not bad. Maybe a Hall of Famer. Kind of paralleling the career of Phillip Rivers a little bit. We remember what Phillip Rivers was like, age 38, age 39. Matt Ryan's 37. Got some gas left in the tank. Matt Ryan is going to be okay. Did you know that Matt Ryan was ranked in the top five by Pro Football Focus on passes more than 10 yards downfield? Still got zip. He can still, and that was with the 31st ranked offensive line in the NFL. Matt Ryan is an upgrade, significant upgrade over Carson Wentz, but he would be a significant downgrade against Peyton Manning. How about Edgerrin James, although he didn't play on that team? Joseph Adai did. But I'm going to go ahead and pull Edgerrin James. 
as the running back that we're going to compare Jonathan Taylor to. Jonathan Taylor, I think, compares favorably to Edger and James. Now, Edger and James, you talk to Peyton Manning, he'll tell you, the smartest football player he ever played with. Really smart. A terrific runner, a good pass catcher, a really good blocker. Jonathan Taylor has it in his toolbox to be better at all three of those things than Edger and James, who is going to the Hall of Fame. It, you look at what Jonathan Taylor does, has done prior to turning 23. What he's done is awesome and historic. Jonathan Taylor has a chance to be a top five running back in the history of the game. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. All right, Marvin Harrison against Michael Pittman Jr. I'm sorry, but Michael Pittman Jr., despite the fact that he had a really good second year with 88 catches, 1,082 yards, six touchdowns, he's not Marvin Harrison. At least he's not Marvin Harrison yet. Marvin Harrison, smaller, thinner than Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. has a chance to be really good. He's not in that company yet. Marvin Harrison's got a gold jacket. Michael Pittman Jr., is he going to get one? he got to get going. All right, how about this? Uh, Tarek Glenn against Matt Pryor. Tarek Glenn's going into the Ring of Honor this year. Matt Pryor, eh, the odds of him getting into the Ring of, of Honor, scant. Nothing against Matt Pryor, but Tarek Glenn, easily the, uh, the advantage at left tackle. All right, how about uh, Dallas Clark against Mo Ali Cox? Obviously, that's Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark is a guy who, when he ended his football career, he signed a one-day contract to retire an Indianapolis Colt. When Mo Ali Cox retires from the NFL, he ain't going to retire from the NFL. He's just going to get cut. I like Mo Ali Cox, but you know what? He isn't Dallas Clark. Uh, how about Jeff Saturday and Ryan Kelly? This one's pretty close. Ryan Kelly's been to a Pro Bowl or two. Jeff Saturday, one of the better centers during his era with the Indianapolis Colts. I take Jeff Saturday. I knew Jeff Saturday was part of uh, hiring Jeff Saturday at Emmis. I like him a lot, and I would take him over Ryan Kelly, despite the fact that Ryan Kelly, you know, Ryan Kelly inadvertently got me in trouble with the Colts uh, media relations staff. I asked him if he wanted to talk. He said, sure, pull up a chair. So I pulled up a chair. <laughs> You don't sit down in the Colts locker room if you're a member of the media. The chairs are for players only. It's like coffee's for closers. Chairs are for players. I found out that day in no uncertain terms. Uh, Quentin, I wouldn't even... Would you know who the left guard of the 2006 Colts were? Or was if, if I didn't tell you it was Dylan Gandy? Quentin Nelson, G Dylan Gandy. I only include this because Quentin Nelson is one of the best Colts. He was taken sixth overall in the 2018 draft. Yet you can't not have him compared to somebody. So I looked up who the left guard was. It was Dylan Gandy. I'm taking Quentin Nelson over Dylan Gandy. What a surprise. Uh, Ryan Deem and Braden Smith. I got this as a dead heat. I think they're the same guy. Ryan Deem and Braden Smith are almost identical in terms of stature, in terms of just kind of how they look, and, and in terms of how they play. Braden Smith, one of the best right tackles in the NFL, as was uh, Ryan Deem. How about the special teamers? Adam Vinatieri against Rodrigo Blankenship. Adam Vinatieri, easily. Another Hall of Famer. A lot of Hall of Famers on this 2006 culture. Why did they only win one Super Bowl? 
this is a lot of talent to win one Super Bowl. We aren't even going to like wide receiver two with Reggie Wayne versus who? Alec Pierce? I don't know. Reggie Wayne would have a massive advantage. We're not even comparing that position for God's sake. Um, and then at punter, Hunter Smith, who I like very much, and then Rigoberto Sanchez. Rigoberto Sanchez over his career averaging 45.1 yards per kick, Hunter Smith 43. So I'm going to go ahead and take Sanchez. Defense, Freeney versus Ngakwe. You hope that Ngakwe can have a Freeney-type season, but he generally doesn't. So we're going with Freeney, who didn't matter what he did. Didn't matter whether he was putting you through the spin cycle or whether he was bull rushing your ass, he was getting to the quarterback. Unfortunately, what also happened with Freeney, and this was by design, he's coming straight at you, and if you ran at him, you, you just passed each other, and they waved at each other. That may happen with Ngakwe this year. He's kind of that guy. He's either getting to the quarterback or he's not doing you a lot of good. Uh, Robert Mathis versus Quiddy Pay. Sorry, Quiddy. Bob Mathis all day and twice on Sunday. Or Monday. Or Thursday. All right, DeForest Buckner and Raheem Brock. Again, defensive tackle. Not a, uh, a hallmark of the Bill Pullian roster-building architecture. But if you're going to pay a defensive tackle $20 million a year to play in 2022, you got to compare him against somebody, so it's Raheem Brock. You could compare him against Booger, but Booger wasn't here all year. Uh, I go, obviously, with DeForest. Cato June versus Darius Leonard. Cato June is now the assistant linebackers coach. Darius Leonard is arguably the best linebacker in football. He wins this comparison. Nick Harper and Stephon Gilmore, two things. Number one, Stephon Gilmore has been a defensive player of the year, so he's going to win based upon merit. But because Nick Harper was tackled by Ben Roethlisberger, remember that in the playoffs? Colts have that game won if Nick Harper just cuts right down the sideline instead of runs directly at Ben Roethlisberger, and who knows what he wouldn't have, would have done had he not been stabbed by his girlfriend the night before in the thigh. What? Want to know why teams at home, they stay in a hotel the night before games? Hello, Nick Harper. Uh, Gary Brackett versus Bobby O'Karake. I got this as a tie. I love uh, Gary Brackett. a wonderful human being. Really, really good guy. Was a terrific linebacker. Very, very timely in the way he exerted his influence over a game. But I got it as a tie. I think O'Karake is going to have a really good year this year. Bob Sanders and Julian Blackman. Bob Sanders was a defensive player of the year in the NFL in 2006. I think he carries the day, despite the fact I love Julian Blackman. Antoine Bethea uh, and Nick Cross. Haven't seen Nick Cross play it down yet. He's a rookie. Antoine Bethea, he played in the NFL forever. There you go. How about coach? Frank Reich, who was on the staff in 06, I think that was his first year on the staff, against Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy, Hall of Famer. Frank Reich is not going to the Hall of Fame as a football coach, at least not with his current resume. The 2006 team, that's a championship team. That's the way one is built. This Colts team is not one, not at this point. Now, the talent, I think, is spread uh, more thinly in the NFL now. So I think the Colts 
you know what, you get into the tournament, you got a chance, and they got a really good chance to get into the tournament because they're going to win the AFC South. Pacers. So here's the thing, and, and this is important, and Richard Jefferson was just talking about this on ESPN. They're, they're doing kind of a panel thing at the uh, Summer League in Vegas, and Richard Jefferson was like, where, where are the guys? Like, their first-round draft picks not playing in this thing because they got better things to do. And they talked to Josh Giddy uh, of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He was a really good rookie last year. And so why are you playing in this? Because I love basketball, he said in an Australian accent. Need more guys, everybody. Jason Kidd said this too. Need more guys who love the game of basketball in the NBA. A lot of guys playing for money. A lot of guys see playing in the NBA as their job. And it's a job they wouldn't do if they weren't being paid millions of dollars to do it. You got guys like Giddy. You got guys like Halliburton. I think you got guys like Matherin. I think I'd throw Matherin into this. Who want to play the game. Who see playing the game as fun. And they love the game. And it's a privilege. And I think that the Pacers have started to vet players, potential players, through that filter. We got to get guys who love the game. Malcolm Brogdon, if you saw something during his time here in Indiana, that you thought reflected a love of basketball, please send me that cap. Please send me that video capture so I can see it because I never saw it. Please, I'll tell you what, this about Miles Turner. I never thought that he enjoyed playing the game as an Indiana Pacer, and he's going to be a former Indiana Pacer. But he loves his teammates. I think he loves watching a game. He doesn't love playing. Pacers need guys who love the game of basketball. I'd say Fan Bozang is a guy who loves the game of basketball. Who else on this team loves the game of basketball? That's a great question. Uh, you know what? Chris Duarte, I think, in, really enjoys basketball. I think Isaiah Jackson really enjoys basketball. When they come over to the media and they talk about the game and talk about their game, they got big grins. They enjoy talking about the game and how they can impact the Indiana Pacers and the city of Indianapolis, and I love it. More of those guys. Thank you, Kevin Pritchard. Again, uh, you got the Summer League going tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. If you're not going to the Earth, Wind, and Fire show, and Santana playing too, Santana, after collapsing on stage in Detroit because it was 160 degrees, and, hey, you know what? People are pulling a lot of shenanigans just to leave Detroit a little bit early. Maybe that was part of the process with Carlos. Carlos is getting a little up in years. It was too hot. It's not too hot tonight. So he is expected to play. He's not going on the I.L. He's expected to play tonight at Ruoff. And uh, it'll be Earth, Wind, and Fire from 7.15 to 8.30. And then Santana from 9 o'clock to 11. How beautiful is that? You get to see a guy who played at Woodstock, and you get to see one of the great R&B dance bands of all time. Philip Bailey still rolling. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I can't wait to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've seen Santana before, but Earth, Wind, and Fire, I've never, ever seen. I'm really looking forward to it. Have a great weekend. News breaks. It breaks here on the, on the YouTube channel where news always comes first. Breaking news at once. Let's go. Have a great weekend. Keep the rain at bay, people.